0: Jesus, Luke chapter 8 and Mark chapter 4. You can see it um, side by side. If you have a good Bible, you can just look at all of it together. Are Are you following me? Now let's start from verse 1. Let's read it together. Are you there? Mark chapter 4. We'll start from verse 1. And again, he began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him. So that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. By the way, these boats... That Jesus sat on is the boat that Peter owned. I just said that just for those that try to understand how Jesus got a boat Because Peter was fishing, after he was done fishing for that day, Jesus asked him, Say, Can I use your boat? He said, Master, use my boat. It was after all this preaching that Jesus now told Peter, Hey, how far, how was business today? And the guy said, Well, we didn't catch anything. Jesus, okay, time to launch. And the guy launched his net, and the Bible says his net broke. That's, what, that's really what happened here. Are you following what I'm telling you? Alright, verse 2. Let's read together. Then he taught them many things by parables and said to them, in this teaching. Now, why should Jesus teach in parable? It should just be straight. You know this is the reason why people get frustrated with God's word because God's word is not that, it's not that easy to decode. You will read the scripture, you will think you have read cover to cover, and you still don't understand Jack because the word of god has to be inspired by the spirit to get revelation to be able to decode the scriptures glory to god i'll tell them that happened in egypt many years ago all these um, archaeologists they 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 found so many write up in the in, in the egyptian history they could not decode it they could not decode it until they found a stone it's called the rosette zero Rosette golden something like that they found the stone many years after and that one stone had three languages so the two languages were known language. The third language, they could not decode it. So that third language that they had all these writings, most, most of the writings of Egyptians was in that third language. But the other two, human beings understood it. So with that stone, they were able to decrypt all the writings of the Egyptian history. That's what happened. So this parable is the one parable of Jesus Christ that if you don't understand this parable, you will not understand any other parable of Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus said. I will show you what we're reading it. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 3. Let's read together. He said, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the way. By the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. So you just write that one down. That's number one. Number two, verse five. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up it had no depth of earth verse 6 but when the sun was up in the scorch and because it had no roots it withered away. verse 7 and some seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and chopped it and it needed no crop verse 8 but other seed fell on the good ground and either the crop and sprang up increased and produced some 30 fold some 60 and Psalm hundred. Now listen, this Jesus preaching, now he's preaching. Listen to this preaching. Verse 9, he now said, and he said to them, he who has yet to hear, let him hear. Jesus said, bye-bye. That was, he was done with his preaching. So, <laughs> when he was done with his preaching, verse 10, let's read verse 10 together, want to go. huh. Now verse 11, read. To you uh huh, it's about those who are outside, all things come in parables. Are you seeing that? So, for God's children, God wants you to understand the scriptures. Those that are not of God, Bible says everything is parable. Because anybody that listens to that message would think, really, that Jesus Christ was talking about farming. Am I right? You think he's talking about farming, how we should do farming, you know? So, Jesus is talking about sowing seed, you know, a farmer. So, how, how do, was it, what, is he a farmer? When he did he start doing agricultural classes? <laughs> That's what Jesus was doing. Now, let's, I'll, I'll read verse verse 12. It says, So that seeing they may see and not proceed, and hearing they may hear and not understand. It says, Lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven. Now, look at verse 13. Read it now together. want to go. And he said to them, uh-huh, Do you not understand this parable? Uh huh. How then will you understand all the parables? So look at what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying that you cannot understand any other parable that he has taught about if you don't understand this parable. This is the parable of parables. You understand? This parable will decode every other parable of Jesus Christ. So understanding this parable of Jesus is one of the most important parables you need to understand that Jesus ever talked about. Because this parable decodes every other parable. That Jesus ever talked about, Jesus ever taught about. Can you say Amen? I said, Can you say amen? amen? All right. Now, read verse fourteen. Now, what is this? Now, look at, look at the decoding of this parable. Are you ready now? Now, read verse fourteen. Want to go. The sower sows the, the, the word. So now he has moved from farming to world Now, huh? so Jesus was using the idea of a farmer. And how the word of God works. Remember, when it comes to farming, there's, farming is guided by natural laws. Are you following what I'm saying? You must cooperate with the natural law. If a farmer goes to his farm and plants corn seed and is expecting harvest in one week, what do you think about that farmer? Talk to me, come on. You know, there's, let's say, what it mean for planting means? What the mean for planting means? Which month? Huh? April. April, right? And harvest time will be which month? Around October. Then I know that I'm going to start farming maize by April and plant to harvest by October. Then I say, No, no, no. God of speed, God of speed and wonders. So I plant in September. I put my seed in September. Then I'm expecting the same harvest that those that have put in April. I should get the same thing. What do you think about that person? Hmm? You come to your garden, you're expecting full grown, full grown corn, corn, full grown. They say it's faith. Now, it's the same concept that many people do with their spiritual life. They want to draw from God what they've not seen in their hearts. Are you seeing the problem? They they, They want to get what they've not planted in the garden of their hearts. Because spiritual laws cannot be broken in the same way. You cooperate with natural laws, you also have to cooperate with spiritual laws. Can you say amen? So it will be stupid. In fact, you think that that farmer is a lazy farmer, stupid farmer, and deceiving himself to farm in September and expecting full-grown harvest. You know, I remember one one guy. You know, he is a big-time farmer. In fact, let me tell you, his land is so big. This was in the 1970s. His land is so big that he collected seed from the bank worth five hundred thousand US dollars. That will tell you how big if you're a farmer you understand what I'm talking about to collect seed of worth five hundred today is about, that's about um, 250 million naira, to collect seed of 250 million naira, you know what the guy did, to tell how massive the land is, the guy took almost a month to plant that entire seed, it was means after he finished planting it, do you know what he did hmm? he was going to Bible school every day morning to night, he says he's serving God, he's doing, morning to night every day, he said don't worry, as he's doing, he's studying the world God will take care of his farm God will take care of his farm yeah? the guy came back <laughs> harvest time (laughs) all the weeds have choked they've choked it they've choked all the seed and that's how it got into debt with the bank so it means that there's natural law there's also spiritual law you must do the two can you say amen the farmer's job is to plant the seed in the ground the seed's job is to produce the fruit are you following then the ground also has its own responsibility as well but we'll get into this so we're going step by step Hallelujah. Bible says the sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. So look at the word of God as seed. Tell somebody the word of God is a seed. Tell your neighbor, the word of God is a seed. Alright, so that means everything you want in your life is a fruit. You want prosperity. You want healing. You want breakthrough. You want deliverance. It is a fruit. God's word is the seed required. Remember, even when it comes to healing, what the Bible tells us, the Bible says he sent his word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their diseases. So the word must go out first. You must plant the word of God in your life first. If you are getting anything in your life without sowing the word, you have turned to a herbalist. You are no more serving God anymore. That's what you're doing. Because God's principle is the principle of a farmer. A farmer sows the word. You sow the word. You sow the word. You nurture the word. You take care of the word. The word by itself will produce what it talks about. Can you say amen? Now look at verse 15. He says, And these are the worms by the wayside. When the word is sown. So these guys, they sown the word. When the word is sown, when they hear, Satan comes immediately. Tell somebody immediately. And takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. You know, for instance, some people come to the church and they say, "Man, that message today was powerful. That pastor was on fire." Ha, yeah, yeah. Ask them one hour later. Can you can you teach me the message that the pastor just taught to you today? They can't remember. And then you go through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then the devil attacks you, bombards you, frustrates you. Then your week is so bad and you wonder what happened. You know what he did? I told you what the devil is after. He's a is a thief. His job is to steal the word, steal not steal your money. The word, because the word is the seed. If you remove the seed from the ground, no corn. If I go to a farm, a, a a corn farm now, and I remove all the seed, I'm telling brothers and sisters, there will be no corn that will grow. Am I correct? Am I correct? In the same way, if everything you want in your spiritual life, in your life, is connected. To God's word, then it means that once the word of God is taken away from you, everything is gone. That's what it means. That's why I'm telling you that the devil is after the word. Bible says, this once, the wayside are those who the word of God was put in their heart. Like I'm putting seeds now in your heart. I'm putting seeds now in your heart. I'm putting seed in your heart. Are you following? For instance, you know, that's when I began to understand this. I can be saying something and you can be hearing differently. How you hear matters. Because the reason why some people sleep in church is because they are not hearing anything. That's why. So, before you know, you ask them, what happened to me? I was dreaming. I saw myself in, in, in heaven. All lies. All Are you seeing that? Or you say, I was meditating on the world. That's why my eyes were closed. <laughs> I said, that meditation is too long. It's time to wake up. Glory to God. Tell somebody, don't let the devil steal the word of God from you. Because the devil does not wait until you get home. Bible says he comes when? When does he come? When does he come? Immediately. That should tell you that even in the house of God, the devil is inside the church. That should tell you that. Somebody say, how can the devil be in the church? Okay, so all the demons we used to cast out, where, where did they come to? Where did they come from? Didn't they come to the house of God? All the secrets that we drove out, where they come from? They came to the house of God. The devils came to you. They come to Travis every Sunday. Some people they carry them to church and carry them back to their house. Some they carry them and they are free. Yes! So, as the word of God is coming to you now, He is coming, He wants to steal it from you. So if the word of God is not... You don't protect the word, you don't be voracious about the word of God, I'm telling you, you will just be Sunday, Sunday Christian. Sunday, Sunday Christian. No growth, no development, nothing telling about your life hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now let's go to the next guys. He says the next one. Says, this likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately, what they do? They receive it with what? With gladness. When the pastor says, man you are going forward. Woo! Pastor Baria! I ah, received that word. They, The word of God, they are glad. They are glad about the word. But look at the problem. Bible says, but they have no root in themselves. They have no root in themselves. And so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulations or persecutions arise for the world's sake, immediately they stumble. You know, sometimes some people can get the word today and the word of God will work for them now. But what they don't understand is that you have to continue in the word. Once you leave the word, the word of God has no deep root in you. When persecution comes, because it's going to come. When trouble comes, the Bible says, everything will be gone. Hallelujah. Praise God. I said, praise God. <laughs> now verse 18. Let's read that one together. Everybody ready to go? 18, let's go. One to go. Now these are the ones sown among tongues. Uh-huh. uh-huh. The cares of this world, uh-huh. This uh uh-huh. oh boy, entering in, choke the world, and it becomes what? Unfruitful. Now let me explain this. When the Bible talks about cares of the world, it's not really referring to bad things. Are you following? So when we talk about um, you being in the world, it doesn't mean you are doing some evil things, some nasty things. No, even just thinking about natural things, television, news, newspaper, what's happening in your office. All those things are the cares of this world. Bible says, if your heart is focused on those things, it says the word of God will be choked. Have you ever seen have you seen somebody is choking, eating food it is choking, choking? <coughs> That's how the word of God will be choked. Bible says to become unfruitful. Unfruitful. This is the reason why most of the time the word of God doesn't work in the life of many people, and they are wondering why. Why is the word of God not working in my life? Why is it not changing my circumstance? This one talked about how we did the word and the word of God produced. What's not working for me? It's because of these three guys. Number one, the wayside guys. The word of God enters immediately. The devil has taken the word. The other two, stony ground. Their heart is hard, out of stone. And the word of God is entering bound. You know, some people are hearing the word like this. Enter here, vamoose out. <laughs> Enter here, it's like arrow it just passed, in fact they become transparent, the word of God just passed how can the word of God just pass like that the light, they just shine light, light pass through them glory to God then the third guys, they are the ones you know, they love the word the word of God, even, they have even used the word of God to do miraculous things in their life the word of God, in fact maybe they even use the word of God to produce healing in their body now, case of this life, you know, some people they are Christians. No, they are they are diligent in prayer in the world. Before you know, walk, walk in the office, walk in wherever. Choke begins to see. That's the case of this world. It begin to choke the word of God. You, you even you realize that the word of God is getting choked in my life. Glory to God. Now, look at the next one, verse four, and verse twenty. Sorry, it says, "But these are the ones that are sown on what." On what good ground? Now, what's the good ground? It says, those who hear the word, uh-huh, accept the word, uh-huh, bear fruits. Some 30, some 60, some 100. So, he's even saying that even the good ground, they have degrees of fruitfulness. But all of them are fruitful, anyhow. Are you getting the point? The, now, this one, what they do? When they hear the word, they accept the word, they digest the word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Tell your neighbor, you are what you eat. Have you ever, the day you ate Eba and negusi, you mix it together and chop it? Hmm? Do you know that that food that you ate has become one together with your body? Hmm? If the doctors tear your body together, they cannot separate the Eba anymore <laughs> from the food. Why? Because what you enter into your if you are eating terrible things to show your body. Are you following us? If somebody that is healthy is eating healthy. Somebody that is not healthy is eating terrible. That's why they tell you eat healthy. Am I right, doctor? Not at all. Okay, good. So, tell them again, you are what you eat. In the same way, your spiritual life too is the same. You are what you eat spiritually. Glory to God. So, if you are not eating the word, just know how your life is going to be like. We are talking about effortless change. Tell somebody effortless change. Now, let me tell you something. The seed is what produces the fruit, not the ground. The seed is what produces the fruit, not the ground. The job of the seed. Listen, listen, listen very carefully. All you've got to do is to take the seed, put it in the ground, take care of the ground, nurture the ground, and it's the seed's job to grow and produce fruits. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So tell somebody you must meditate on God's word. So, for instance, somebody he um, he's he's broke in his life. He doesn't have money. Are you following? He wants the Word of God to produce prosperity for him. Question, what scriptures are you standing on? What are the scriptures? What are you supposed to do? You go into the Word, look for a scripture that has to do about prosperity. Look for it. Look for it. You may not know the chapter and verse. Write them down. Meditate on them. Let the Word of God be soaked inside you. So that you can't even think poverty anymore. When people are talking about lack, do not concern you. Because if they, if they choke you, the first thing that will come out is that the Lord supplies all my needs. According to the in glory in Christ Jesus. They tell you man, this is not for me. Not for me. The Lord is my supply. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You see, listen, listen. It doesn't happen by magic. You have to sow the word inside. You have to sow it. You have to sow it. Some people, they wait until there's trouble. There's some Christians, they are they only come to God when there's problem. Say, Father, all my, my problems are too many. Oh God. We need to do seven days prayer and fasting. Man, to Listen, after they do seven days, results will happen. Results will happen. They will get testimony. But guess what? cares of this world, tribulations will come. Then the word of God will be choked. They go back to where they are before. No. God wants your life to be full and upward only. And the only way to get that done is to continually sow the word in your heart. For instance, ask your neighbor, which message do you listen to this week? Ask them, which message do you listen to this week? Uh-huh. What's their feedback? But they can play music. Play music the whole day, morning to night. Play music. But no word. No seed. No seed. You're not sowing seed. You are, you are in your car. You know, I, I told somebody, I said, if you have a car, one of the, one of the most important things for you to fix in that car is your radio. That radio must be working where you can plug, music and be playing. Because you are going to spend hours in that vehicle. If you are driving that vehicle, what should be entering? Maybe you are baking. You have earpiece. Play the word. Play the word. Get the word. Let that word of God be entering inside your spirit. I'm telling you the truth. It will produce what it talks about. Even you, you wonder, you'll be shocked by yourself. Something will happen. And the way you will respond. You say, ah, is this me talking like this? The word of God has been entering inside you. You have been sowing the seed inside. Say, I'm going to sow the word. Say, I'm going to sow the word. Listen, listen. when you sow the word, the word of God will change your life Effortlessly. Effortlessly effortlessly, effortlessly. Anything you want to change your life, show the word. If it's healing you want in your life, start to get what is called healing scriptures. Healing scriptures. Glory to God. Like if we look at Isaiah 53, the Bible says that by his stripes I was healed. By his stripes I was healed. He took my infirmity. He took my sickness. In Matthew 8 verse 16 to 18, he took my infirmity. He carried my sickness upon himself. So I refuse to be sick in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah hallelujah that's how to sow the word this is how to sow the word you keep on showing the word of God in your spirit you keep on putting the word of God in your mind Bible says that they whose mind you stayed on him he said that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind you stayed on him hallelujah so you sow the word and listen I told you before there's no gift of the spirit for, for knowing scriptures there's not one there's not one somebody said, this brother has the he knows chapters and verses he knows the exact scripture. There is no gift of the Spirit for that. You commit yourself to knowing it. Hallelujah. Listen, you may not know the exact chapter and verse where that thing is. That's fine. But you should know the word. You should know the word. You may not know where the Lord is my shepherd, is, but you should know it. This is the reason why every one of us has the Bible. It's not only pastor that has the Bible. Are you following? <laughs> Those days, only the, only the priest had the Bible. All the Christians, whatever they tell you, believe. Believe it or go somewhere else. <laughs> but now we all have the same Bible. The same Bible I have but the same Bible you have. The same. And today we will have it in multiple versions. Multiple versions. So if you don't understand King James, there's NIV. If You want it, if, if you don't understand, you want to amplify it, go to Amplified Bible. You want the message Bible that will break it down in contemporary English, read that one. In fact, there are so many. In fact, sometimes when I'm reading one scripture, I can look at 30 translations. I say, Wow, wow. Listen. The Word of God must become to you as sweet as fine. gold. The Bible says sweeter than honeycomb. It says, it says, more than my necessary food. When they put food and word, your, your appetite for the word must go first. Remember, Jesus said that they that, that hunger and thirst after right they shall be filled. So if you don't have hunger for the word, there'll be no feeling. If you don't have thirst for the word, there will be no feeling inside. There will be no feeling. The problem is that many don't have hunger for the word. They don't have thirst for the word. Ask some people to tell them what's your best time in service. they say, Ah, oh, man, when they are singing, that's my best time in service. That's fine. Ask some people when my best time when they are doing prayer. That's fine. But you have to come to the point in your life that when it's time for the word, that's your best time in service. Because why? That's the time where seed is being sown in your hearts. Seed is being sown in your heart. Seed is being sown in your heart. Because you are going out for tomorrow. And that seed that's been sown in your heart will grow. It hey, will praise what he talks about in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen, somebody? Hallelujah. Now let's go to, let's look at um, Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Genesis 2 verse 7. Look at something. Now let's talk about the ground. It says, and the Lord formed man from the what? From the dust of the ground. So man is the, from the dust of the ground. Are you seeing that so you are the ground are you getting it now when i take a seed i sow it in the ground are you seeing that now when i take god's word i sow it in his ground which is me so the so so god so, so to the ground for the seed is my heart are you seeing that now what is the job of a farmer for a ground his job is to till the ground take care of the ground ensure weeds don't grow there are you seeing that what does the ground nurture the ground that's his job and responsibility the job of the seed will produce what it talks about. You cannot plant mango seed and be expecting... In fact, if you plant mango seed and you came to your farm and then one day you saw oranges, what what you be thinking is that means actually you planted orange seed. That's it. You just thought you planted mango. (laughs) But if truly you planted orange seed and you saw mango, you know this one is different species of mango. That's what you'll come up with. (laughs) Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So, it means that whatever I desire to see in my life, I must sow that word in me first. You have to sow that word in your heart. You have to sow that word in your life. Don't be believing. See, don't live your life trying to microwave a miracle. Tell somebody, don't be microwaving miracles. Tell them, don't be microwaving miracles. You know why microwave? Why microwave generation? You just your food is blocked in the in the freezer <laughs> you just take it from the pot microwave five minutes brrr, it will be heating up in god's in god's agenda there's a process in god's agenda you grow from stage to stage just as you plant and listen have you noticed that have you noticed that plants that don't last long is because you don't have deep roots do you realize that that why you see all these plants that come for instance it grows after a while boom it's gone why is not deeply rooted. It's not deeply rooted. But you see plants like oranges, like mangoes. Those ones, the roots can even be inside your house. You don't even know. Maybe on that, on that, on that. They're sucking the water. Whether you water them or not, they are fine. Glory to God. That what the Bible talks about in Psalm. Let me show you, Psalm chapter 1. Let me show you that, that scripture. It's talking about men like that. Look at it. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. He says, But his what? He's in the word. The Lord, the word yeah, he's talking about the word. So his delight is in the word. So this guy is always sowing the word, sowing the word so much, so much inside. He says, And in his word, he meditates. See right there. This scripture was not part to my, my scripture at all. The scripture goes to me now. And I'm, I'm, I just it right there, he meditates. He's right there. He meditates day and night, day and night. The word of God is always inside. As he's going about doing drive, he's doing his driving work. The word of God is inside him. As he's going about doing the operation, the word of God is inside him. As he's going about cooking the food, the word of God is inside him. As he's barbering and cutting all the people's hair, the word of God is inside him. Meditating on the word day and night. As he's typing on the computer, whatever he's doing, the word of God. As he's holding the camera and snapping. The word of God is meditating on it day and night. As he's going about going to class, taking the the course, he's his materials, he's meditating on the word day and night. Look at what happens next. He says, he shall be what? Like a tree. Not like tomato. Not like, like, like corn. He shall be like a tree, not like grass. He shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. That bring forth his fruit in what in his season it says, Whose leaf shall not wither? He says, But whatsoever he does shall what now? Listen, every Christian they want to have whatsoever I do shall prosper. I'm telling you, everybody wants to have it. Whatsoever I do shall prosper. Even if I'm limping out that business, he shall prosper in Jesus' name. Uh-huh. Question: Did you meditate on the word day and night? Did you take diligently the word of God? Do you delight in God's word? Do you digest the word of God every day in your life? You don't do that one, but you want prosperity every day. See the problem? You know, one bishop said that many people, they want my glory, but they don't want to know my story. They don't want to know how the man has been in the dark room meditating on God's word, digesting God's word. You know, I, I was telling somebody, I said that even if God does not give me new revelation, hmm? That God doesn't tell me anything new. Even if I open my Bible, I don't say anything new revelation. I say I have enough word inside me that can sustain me. I can be teaching you for the next 10 years. Sustain. And you'll be as new revelation every day. 10 years I can go like that. Every day back to back, back to back, back to back. (laughs) Glory to God. Why? Why? Because I've spent time meditating on gospel, digesting gospel. I go through the verse one by one. I look at them. Sometimes, I'm very verse; It may not make sense to you, but it makes sense to me. Look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. Everybody read together. I want to go. The ungodly are not. You but they are what? They are like shafts which the wind drives away. It says, therefore, the ungodly shall not stand the judgment. Look at that. Look at that. I remember when we were in secondary school. In my secondary school, yeah? One day, our rector just came out and told all of us, one by one, say you, next week, they are going to recite John chapter 1. <laughs> you, they are reciting Proverbs 4 next week. Secondary school. We're seeing JS1. JS He told them, I tell You, you are reciting, you just give you, and will not give you the scripture of these verses. The one that has at least 20 verses, each one of them, come back to school and not be able to say it out. That I thought, what kind of, what kind of principle is this one? John's frustrating our life like this. But what they were doing to us is that. In fact, in, in my school there, right, as we are studying our whether it's animal science or English science or whatever, every page you open, there's scripture under for you to memorize. Scripture in every page. Scripture, every page, scripture. <laughs> there's no way you do mathematics without scripture. There's no way you do English without scripture. Now, even physical science, scripture, because our we we're running what is called um, accelerated Christian education. So, as you are studying. All your books, scripture. And the scripture relates to what, you are talking, what they are talking about them, And when it's time for test, they will ask you those scriptures. You, you are your paper alone. No Bible, nothing. You write those scriptures, everything, and answer all your book questions. So you must be smart in Bible and smart in school. <laughs> Hallelujah. But today, you find many people who are very smart in their school, but they are starved of the word of God. Starved in this generation. Ask some Christians recite for me John 3.16. Some can't even recite it. Some. You'll be shocked. And he has been a Christian for more than 10 years. He can't recite it. Ask some Christians recite Psalm 23. They can't recite it. And if I do so now, little, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. So I put them to don't want on the embarrassment this morning. So, Pastor will just be cool where he is. <laughs> you'll be shocked. Mm-hmm. Ask some people recite Psalm 1 and they can't recite. Even the first three verses can't recite. So you now wonder, what are you not doing with your life? Because tribulations must come. Challenges must come. And those things are coming as examination. You know, you know, there's what is called natural law, there's what is called social law, and there's what is called spiritual law. You cannot break spiritual law. You cannot break natural law. But you can break social law. You know why? Because social law is made by man. Is man-made. Let me, let me tell you social law. Social law is this. Some of you are in school. When teacher is teaching, you don't even go to class. You don't even say what he's talking about. When it's time for examination, in fact, you have been playing with all your friends. That night of examination, you know, the, you know, you know the winner, cramming methodology. You will go through the material, pa 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 pa. That cram everything. Enter exam all like this. Pour everything, word for word. In fact, when your result come out, A plus, A one, A one. Ask the guy three months after that same question. After the exam, eh? yeah, he eh? said what? Five minutes after the exam, what happened? You know what he did? He was able to bypass the system because it's man-made system. The goal of education is for you to have it long-term. Are you following? But now, it's short-term. So this is the reason why people beat the system. They beat the system. But when it comes to life, you cannot beat it. It won't happen. That's the mistake we think. We think that because we can bypass the bypass, you can bypass, get even first class. That's why sometimes you'll be wondering, all people are calling first class, first class. Nothing inside. Like they're wondering how they do it. They are experts in cramming. Some people, eh, when they just see one line that they decide they are bring. I'm telling you, I know some guys, one guy in my school then, that guy, he came out with first class, first class. In fact, he came out with him, um, he was valedictorian. That means he had the highest GDP, like 3.9 over 4. The very smart guy. But it's my good friend, I know he's an expert in cramming. Expert in cramming. Ask him after the things that, we, that he, he don't know Jack, but he's first class student. That's what's happening, because it's a social law. We're able to break, manipulate, but when it comes to natural law, you can't manipulate. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? When it comes to spiritual law, you can't manipulate. You must do what's required. You must follow, you must bend according to those principles of life. Like I told you, you know, anybody that tell you, you know when you come to Christ, all your problems are over, no more problems in your life again, everything will be sweet and nice, they are lying to you. They are, they are lying to you. Because once you come into Christ, the Bible says that you have an enemy, and that enemy is the devil. The Bible says we are not against flesh and blood, but against spirit, principalities and powers. They will come after you, they will come against you. But, I did not see that, well, it's not better we don't even be in the first place so that nobody will attack us. No, I did not say I, did, I didn't say you are going to lose. No, you are going to win. Can you say amen? But you must have the word of God inside you. Because the devil will only respond to God's word. Bible says, resist him and he will flee from you. When you give the, the devil the word of God, he has no choice and to go. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Let's look at one more scripture before we go. First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-three. First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-three. Can we all read together? Want to go? you are not there, say wait for me. And hey, let's go. Want to go read? Uh huh. Some of you are not reading. Let's read together. One, two, go. Come on. Uh-huh. Corruptible sister. Uh-huh. have being corruptible. Uh-huh. Through the word of God. Which word? Pastor, come on. Say something. Come, come on. Say something. I want to show you something. What do you see here in my Bible? Do you see it highlighted here? You see it highlighted, right? What is in my Bible here? Do you see it too highlighted But the word of God, but the word of the Lord in just forever. Verse 25. Now this word is preached. You see, I like it. That's what they I've read it before, right? And I'm the talk. I have notes. I have notes on my scripture. I can show you some of them. There. Sit down. You They just have. it um, just have phone. If you ask them, what Bible app are you using? Just call one random useless app. If you want to buy, <laughs> if you want to use a good app for Bible, hmm? either you are using U because U is very good now. Are using version? Learn to highlight your Bible, write note on it, save it on the cloud, it will be right there. Or you use um, olive tree. May I use olive tree because olive Tree is study Bible. I have concordance. I have... see, come, come and see my Bible. Come, see my Bible here. You see this highlighted word here. Click on it. What do you see? What do you see? here? What do you, what do you see? Here?
1: Read dictionary
0: distance. Read distance. strong numbers. Strong. This is a strong dictionary. What's the Greek word for a born again? Wait, let me show you. That's that's how my Bible is. First Peter, first Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Hold on. Now, if I click on born again, what's the Greek word you see? <laughs> read, read it now to be God. No, this one. Ingenio. Ingenio. So, and it means what? To be God, to be, right? It means to produce again, to be born again, to be born anew. Metaphor, to have one's mind change so that he lives a new life and won't conform to the will of God, right? So I have concordance, is in my Bible. You know, those then, I used to have concordance here, this version here. If I wanted I went to preach, I carried three versions. NIV, <laughs> Message, and King James. <laughs> <laughs> because someone will say, ah, this is why pastor is technology pastor, that's your problem man. what I have inside here, you don't have it in your library, you'll be shocked you don't have it in your library, what I have here the cochlecs I have inside this book, you don't have it in your library with all the books you pack, pack, pack like this, I have more inside this inside my phone, and I've had them for years since I was a student, I used to save it sometimes I will go and buy, or buy or buy a you know Bible online, keep my, my phone because I thought about it, if I cannot spend $10 to buy Bible, but I can spend $10 to buy food that's then 3,000 naira. I can't use 3,000 yen to buy I can't buy one. Nah. You know what Bishop Oedepo said? He said anytime he traveled, he told his wife that he came back with two, two box of gifts. So the wife said, what's inside? He said, books, books. Two box. He flew and came back. with box of books. <laughs> That's the gift. He books. If That man reads books. Then you see him the way he is, I, ha, I want to be like this man. No, go to the world. Go and read the world. Even if you are reading a Christian book, it has to be a word book. A book that is explaining the scriptures to you. Not novel. Novel is nice. You can read novel, excite excites you. But get spiritual books that will help your life. Because listen, when things are not going well for you, novel will not help you. Novel will not help you. When you are going through, through worry and tribulation and depression, Novel will not help you. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How Jerry helped him. Tom, all this, all these things don't help you. Romeo and Juliet it will not help your life. When you are having relationship problem, Romeo and Juliet Novel will not help you. It will even complicate it the more because you will be in fantasy, fantasy dream, not real life. Or Z word. If I does word, I hit that Z word. I say, open the door now, the way you do, and will not do like this, eh? I say, what is going on like this? What is all this? And you seen them watching it, watching it all day. I say, how can you sit down watching this Z so, Oh my God. Even get, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> when someone say, Mercy love, see love. Oh, you are deceived, you are deceived. That's not love, you are deceived. You know what? Let me tell you, let me tell you what is love. Love is when you and your partner, you pa, in fact, if means small, somebody will blow somebody. Remain small. But you compose yourself. You look at the person, you say, even with all this, I love you. That's that's when your love. See, your love is tested under pressure. It's not tested when everything is Ooh, love, the way it's love is sweetening me. it's sweetening me. When you marry, you understand it's not like that. If you like him, eh, if you like, date one girl for 10 years. There's one guy that told me, he said his, his wife, he did that for more than 8 years. He said, but when he married, eh, he said he shocked him. He shook. He shocked him. He said, ah, it's not like this woman I've known for 8 years. What happened? Because you know why? When, when, when you're married, everybody's calm. There's no tension again. Everybody becomes yourself. Open yourself, full calendar, full picture. Then you'll see. You know, some, some ladies there, you know they are dating the guy. They don't want to use the guy's toilet, so the guy will not perceive the type of the way the poo is smelling in the toilet. So they just hold it. They go to the house. They are doing fine gear. You know some guy they never seen the guy without makeup. They always want makeup, made up, ah uh-uh, ah, looking fresh. Don't worry. One day you will just turn on the bell and marry. You just do. Ah! You say what is happening here? What is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah! You turn, you say, ah! This is a woman that was so fine looking, you see, one day, b- then by the time pregnancy enter, you just see nose will expand, body will expand, things will start changing. You say, ah! That's when you will know love. If you are, if you are married for shape, don't worry. Time will tell. If you are married for height, don't worry. Time shall tell. That's when you will know the love whether it's real or not. Because your love will be tested. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Like, for instance, my wife, when I married my wife, eh, oh boy, my wife was very yellow and seemed like the way blessings like this. Jonathan, That's the how my wife was. So I said, ah, I may see if you go go eight nice. but I love this woman. Even if she even if she become times three of me now, I still love her. I'm telling you the truth. Because my love is beyond that. I'm telling you beyond that. I've gone past that already. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody say, man, me, I cannot marry any girl that is shorter than me. I have to be my height or higher. Don't worry. Maybe your children, or your children will be short. Someone say, me, I cannot date a girl that has K-leg. K-leg. So how much have K-leg and bull-leg? Don't worry. think that is love? Married will tell you. By the time, by the time there is pressure in your office, by the time you have challenges, there's no money that will come inside. You will now know whether the wife has content inside. You will now know. Nobody can help the family. Nobody can do anything. You will know then. Don't be following easy world. That's all I will see. I will be reading, watching all those love movies. You think it's love. <laughs> they are deceiving you. Even the people that are acting it, man, if you go and check their own personal life, go and check their own. Check their own. They might even divorce. But they are acting love movie. Fantasizing your brain. I don't know why I entered this matter today. <laughs> Anyways, for somebody, glory to God. I said glory to God. Don't worry, some of you, God's going to help you to get married this year in Jesus' name. You, you are lifting your hands. Don't marry. Marriage is not ready. They are not ready for marriage. I'm talking about those that are ready for marriage. Marriage is not for boys. Tell somebody, marriage is not for boys. It's not for boys. All right, we're going to stop here. Stand to your feet and thank the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah.